Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All righty, hour number three of our radio program. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Just to uh, bring more information to you, uh, the Kansas City Police Department has uh, some more facts about what has transpired today at the Chiefs Championship Parade. Uh, where there were two shooters, two people have been arrested. We don't know what was the cause of the shooting. Um, One confirmed death, which is absolutely terrible to hear. And I did see an earlier report that multiple children are currently being treated at Children's Mercy Hospital. Uh, Kansas City Police Department has provided an update. The chief, Stacey Graves, says that the number of injured people is up to 10 to 15 with one confirmed death. So that is now five more injured people. We were told earlier it was 10. Now it's anywhere from 10 to 15, with unfortunately one confirmed death. I've also seen uh, to try to, you know, I I don't want to say spin this into into a positive because that's not the right choice of words, but to highlight some good that could happen in what is just a terrible, and I mean a terrible, situation is that there were many Chiefs players and even head coach Andy Reid that were calming uh, children that were obviously startled and frightened at when uh, this whole situation did unfold. Uh, police have arrested two people that were associated with this, and there was an overhead shot where a man who was a brave Chiefs fan tackled the shooter. And then you saw another person jump on and right around it's because it's such a, a moment of panic and chaos. Obviously you hear these gunshots and a lot of it was captured on TV where there was anchors talking right about what was going on during the parade, doing the parade coverage. And then it's, you hear the gunshots. And at first, like, cause unfortunately, you know, where I went to college in North Philadelphia, like, It's one of the second or third most, at the time, deadliest campuses in the country. And I have heard gunshots before. And sometimes when you're, like, at a party or you're at, like, a joyous occasion and you hear gunshots, you're like, oh, wow, that's, like, some really loud music. That's what you think sometimes because naturally you're not thinking that gunshots are going to go off. And then when you realize that gunshots are going off, It's extremely scary, and unless you could see where they're coming from, and in a lot of cases, I wasn't able to, you're just running, and you're hoping that you ran in the direction 
where you think it was the farthest thing away from where you believed the gunshots were coming. So, with how big this parade route was and how many people were there, it is just crazy that you have, allegedly, and all this is happening in the moment. So, I'm just going off what I'm seeing, and when there's more facts that come out, we'll go to those facts. But when you see this one-man tackle who is believed to be the shooter or one of the shooters, and Santer even brought this up, how many people are there where it doesn't even look like anything was going on and you know something was going on? It's crazy because it's like you're running, but where are you running to? And when you see someone getting tackled, it just creates, and obviously it was a great act that occurred, but then more people start running because they don't know what was going on. But man, you want to talk about a hero in the guts that this person displayed? I don't know who the person is. I wish we knew their name that was able to tackle one of the shooters. I I can't say enough kind words about him because who knows And once again, I don't know what the cause was of this. I don't know if it was intentional. I don't know if it was between two people and then innocent people just caught stray bullets, things like that. I don't know if this was planned out to do this at the parade. I don't know that information. I'm not going to pretend to know that information. But to see how one person just in the moment, based off instincts, just did the right thing. I know that we highlight, obviously, a lot of bad, heinous acts that occur. And that's the story. But I hope that there's also a space where we highlight in a moment of tragedy, in a moment of something being terrible, this hero that prevented this situation from escalating even further. So what a video that is. I've retweeted on my Twitter page, at Zach Gelb. And there's not much more that I could say. I I know we've been talking about this since it started to break. A little bit about 30 minutes into the show. And it's just wild. Really is crazy. Where you see the moments from the parade. And there was so much content. That was like funny and positive And celebrating the Chiefs. And it just changed. It changes instantly. Instantly. Into what was just ended up being a scary and, and terrible day. And once again, sometimes in our society, police get talked about the wrong way. You know, there are some bad cops. There are also more good cops than bad cops. And to see the way that the Kansas City Police Department responded to this today, uh, once again, that's something as well where... You got to remember, just as easy as it is for people to criticize the police, and there are definitely moments where the police deserve to be criticized, we also shouldn't forget the days where police are risking their lives to protect us and to make us safe and to help us. And I just think that's also important to say. Okay, Uh, it is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. I do want to talk about some other things that we were scheduled to talk about today. So we talk about when the Super Bowl happens, it kind of overtakes the rest of the sports world. You had the other day, the Warriors 
or uh, going up against the Phoenix Suns. And if you go back to when Draymond Green was suspended, there were two instances. That One was the, the fight with Rudy Gobert when he put him in a chokehold. The other was the incident with Yusuf Nurkic, which that caused what was the indefinite suspension. And then Draymond Green attended counseling, and now he's back with the Golden State Warriors. I remember at that time that I said, I don't think it should be an indefinite suspension because then I think Draymond's going to do things, maybe not to trick the league, but make the league think that he's actually changed. And I don't think anything is really going to change Draymond Green. This is who Draymond is. This is the role Draymond plays. And Draymond takes it way too far but whenever something happens with Draymond, even if he appears to say that he's taking responsibility for his actions, there's always like a yeah, but. So now Draymond is back, and I said they should have just gave him a number and then see if anything changes, because I do believe a lot of this stuff was a bunch of bull junk when it was indefinite. And you have this matchup the other night where the Warriors prevail up against the Suns, and Draymond makes a nice defensive play at the end of the game with Kevin Durant. And this was Yusuf Nurkic after the game on Draymond again causing issues. Listen up. I mean, it's sad. He didn't learn anything, man. Not sad. It's just a matter of time. You're going to match somebody else again. So take everything back what I said. You, know, you don't deserve a chance. So that's, that's it for me. And this is then Draymond on the Draymond Green show on the volume. He called out Nurkic again. Following that game. The little guy goes in the media, and the little guy goes in the media, and he says, I take my words back. He doesn't deserve another chance. It's only a matter of time before he hits someone else. And quite frankly, I would love to know, why is it only a matter of time before I hit someone else? Because I've destroyed him? Because what in that game that happened with me would make you say something like that other than getting embarrassed because you're just not good enough? So here's the problem. Whether Nurkic was in the right or wrong for what he said after the game, Draymond calling him the little guy, and now Draymond trying to play the role of the victim here. And I even said this at the time when this incident occurred. Like when people are saying Draymond needs help and Draymond needs therapy, like, I, I don't even know if I necessarily agreed with that into the level that some other people said that. Draymond Green plays this role, and he takes it too far. And is there an anger issue with Draymond Green? Well, when you see him put someone in a chokehold, and then you see him punch someone, yeah, I think it's fair to infer or assume that there's an anger issue. But I don't want to equate this to necessarily the way that it was sometimes talked about of it being like a mental health issue because then I think that's not right to people that go through mental health issues to just speculate on the matter. But that's what sometimes we have to do. We have to speculate. But if Draymond really learned anything from the suspension and if he really did change, he wouldn't let this affect him and then fight back with it. And that's the thing. And when Draymond says, well, why will there be another issue? Well, Draymond, 
How many issues have you started in your career? It'd be one thing. Like, let's say Stu. Stu's a good dude. Stu's a nice person. I don't think Stu is an angry individual unless there's a side of Stu that I don't know. And let's just say Stu had a moment one day at work where he lost it. And I don't know. He threw a cup of coffee or something like that. Let's just say, oh, I see why Stu's laughing. That was not intentional to the day that I was working here. And someone that I worked with threw a cup of coffee against the wall because he was annoyed about something during Eye on Football. That uh, genuinely, that was not an intentional moment. But once Stu laughed, it kind of set off like the aha in my brain. The light bulb went off where I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, maybe that wasn't the right choice of words. So let's say Stu just one day got annoyed and he just threw a staple, a stapler. Like across the room. Is, is that a fair analogy? Fine. That, 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 that's all I use. Forget about the, the cup of coffee, all right? So let's just say Stu got annoyed with something one day. He was having a bad day. He threw a stapler, and that was that. Like, it didn't hurt anyone. It didn't injure anyone. He just threw it against the wall. I think most people would say, Stu, you shouldn't have done that. Stu, you have to control your anger, but we're going to let it go, and you get a slap on the wrist. There won't be any punitive action. Because Stu has the reputation of being a really good dude and a really nice guy, and that's out of character. But when you have the reputation that Draymond has, where he's constantly kicking people in their private parts, he's putting people in chokeholds, he's punching people, he has taken the role of being a villain, someone that gets under your skin, you would love him if he's on your team, you would hate him if you had to go up against him. Like, he's taken that role and he's put it on steroids. So when you keep on having that reputation, yes, sometimes when you do something you think is minor and innocuous, it turns into a bigger deal. But that's on you ultimately. Because ultimately, you created the reputation about yourself. And that's my problem with Draymond here. Whether Nurkic was in the right or the wrong for this scenario, it doesn't matter. You know, or you should know, that you're not going to win here, Draymond. And this quickly, for you to basically be making fun of and talking about someone that you were in the wrong for not that long ago, it's only a matter of time before Draymond does something stupid physically again. Here is Draymond Green on KD and Nurkic. This involves Kevin Durant as well, the Draymond Green show in the volume. Question of my character, I thought was whack. But like guys, guys are making a habit out of that. Um, him and Kevin questioned my character before, you know, as if you go question somebody's character about a basketball game as if this not real life, as if that don't affect people's pockets. Like I think all of it was really cowardly, if you want my honest opinion. Yeah, I did what I did. I take my stuff on the chin. We've spoke about that. But if you want to know the truth about that, I think all of it was cowardly. I think you know, you start going to question somebody's character in front of the whole world, it's whack. So I think they all whack, both of them. But it was fair that they were questioning your character because you provided them reasons to question your character. And guess what? Because Draymond and KD still pretend like they're friends. Clearly, that's not the case anymore. When you do something stupid and your friend is a public figure and you did something stupid to his teammate, Not that long ago, guess what? Your friend has to answer for it. 
and your friend has to be put in an awkward position because of something stupid that you did. So you don't like his response. Well, don't put him in a position to respond because you did something stupid again. And that's the thing. Draymond just doesn't get it. And Draymond will never get it. And Draymond always plays, woe is me, I was the victim. But I don't want to hear Draymond Green now pretending to be all warm and fuzzy with Kevin Durant because we all know what happened. Draymond begged KD to join the Golden State Warriors. KD joined the Golden State Warriors. And then there was a fight where we all remember the fight on the bench because Draymond was annoyed with the drama that occurred with Kevin Durant about all the speculation and his future. And Draymond got suspended. Draymond lost, like, what did he say? Like $185,000, whatever it was. I was watching the clip earlier this morning. And ever since then, they've pretended like they're still friends and all is good. But when you have something like that occur, and you could get into a fight with the friend and then make up, but when it happens on that public stage and it was so nasty, something is always going to be different. Like, you may look at your friend a different way. But now... When you go after Draymond, or you go after KD from the Draymond side of it, where KD had to respond to something that you did, and now you're calling him basically a coward? Uh, yeah, that would be it for me. Like Kevin Durant does a lot of petty stuff. Kevin Durant does like a lot of stupid stuff on social media where you wish he would just grow up, but Kevin Durant's not on the wrong here. I think Kevin Durant was coming from a good place, and this is what crappy friends do. When they think someone's trying to bring them down, they don't say, hey, this is me. I had my faults. I had my flaws. They just attack that person even more when I don't think KD was coming from a mean-spirited place. So I would not associate anymore. I would not pretend to be friendly anymore with Draymond if I was Kevin Durant. And it's like, it's one thing for him to go after Nurkic, which is stupid. But for him to go after KD, it's even dumber. It really is. So surprise, surprise. No one should be surprised. Draymond Green has clearly learned nothing. Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, it is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, We've been talking, obviously, about the horrible situation that has unfolded at the Chiefs Championship Parade where uh, there were gunshots fired. Um, It's been reported that 10 to 15 people have been injured and unfortunately one death. Uh, I know sometimes people tune into this show to escape the real world problems. Um, I don't want to be insensitive here, obviously. We have uh, now discussed what has happened for almost two hours now. Uh, There's really nothing more that I could say. So we're going to try to get back to doing a normal show. And when we get more information, we'll continue to keep you up to date. Uh, There is some good audio that I think could provide a smile to a few people uh, from the parade and some other topics as well. So let's keep you up to date on some of the biggest stories in sports with some audio. We get to a news brief. for your daily news brief. We get you caught up on the rumors, reports, and reconnaissance from the day in sports. All righty, let's go to Drew Tranquil. He had an awesome speech today at the Chiefs Championship Parade, this courtesy of KSHB 41. This is way better than L.A., I can tell you that much, baby. These streets are lined. There's millions of people here. It's a special moment. I'm about to take your mic from you. I mean, my goodness. Miami, got him. Buffalo, got him. In a blizzard, in a snow, Baltimore. Can't beat them, big bad wolves. No chance. We can have And then the big bad 49ers. Oh, coming in. Oh, this, that, and the other, man. Big Red T Swift and the boys came and took it. We took it, they didn't give us nothing. And we took it. I don't even have a voice right now. I love you guys. Hey, I love you guys. I love you guys. My favorite part about that is he goes, Big Red, T-Swift, and the boys took it. I know the boys classifies Patrick Patrick Mahomes, but you would think just with the name of Patrick Mahomes, he'd be like, Big Red, Patrick Mahomes, T-Swift, and the boys took it. It's crazy how he just lumped all the teammates together. I think that's my favorite part of that. I mean, at the end of the day, it sounds like a great name for a band. Yeah. Big Red, T-Swift, and the boys. <laughs> Young Joker going to be getting on a few tracks. Kadarius Tony Couldn't get on the field. And, and it's just wild how awesome of a moment that is. And you hear the natural excitement from Drew and the fans in the background. And then, obviously, uh, what has occurred, what we've been talking about. And Drew Tranquil has sent out a tweet. Please join me in prayer for all the victims in this heinous act. Pray that the doctors and first responders would have steady hands and that all would experience full healing. Unfortunately, one person has passed away uh, from the shooting that did occur today at the Chiefs Championship Parade. Uh, Let's go to Travis Kelsey. So Travis Kelsey was feeling himself. I don't think the partying has ever stopped for Travis Kelsey, but here's the problem. Travis Kelsey, I think, was sober at the Super Bowl, and he was singing Viva Las Vegas. Maybe he should leave the singing to his better half. I don't know, some lady by the name of uh, Taylor Swift. She's a pretty good singer, if I may say so myself. I'm going to see how long we could take this, but I think it's going to make some people laugh today. Here is Travis Kelsey doing a little singing intoxicated at the Chiefs parade. I want everybody a part of this thing. (laughs) If you know this song, sing along. 
Blame it all on my roots. I sold up in boots and ruined the Niners affair. The last one to know. We were the last one to show. We were the last one they thought they'd see there. And I saw the surprise. That fear in their eyes. They went took that glass of champagne. Pat, Pat took that glass of champagne, I promise you. When I took, and I toasted you. Honey, we threw what I never, what? Yeah, that's enough for me, dog. Make it stop. Hey, do we have it again? Put it back up real quickly. All right, good. They took the mic away from him. Good. Oh, my goodness gracious. So, I think it's safe to say Jason Kelsey does a better job than Travis Kelsey at the championship parades. And I do believe that Jason Kelsey was intoxicated during his championship speech. But Travis Kelsey there, if you're going to sing a song, you got, and I'm not great. At remembering lyrics. But if you're going to sing a song like that, you got to know the lyrics to the song. He was, I think it's safe to say he was a little bit intoxicated. All right. He was blacked out. Oh, my goodness gracious. Holy smokes. I mean, listen, we've done a lot of speculating about the relationship of Kelsey and Swifty, but I mean, if your boyfriend's out on stage in front of the. Her fans are the Swifties. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Miss Swift, whatever you want to call her, (laughs) the Swifty. Uh, I mean, if your boyfriend is out on stage acting a fool, well, drunk I don't think she was scum- there. No, but I'm just saying, like, if you're watching this and you see that you your boyfriend your is, mans. is a drunk skunk and he's making a fool of himself, at what point do you say, oh, maybe he's just oh, not stop. the guy stop. for me? I mean, stop. this guy. This, listen, don't be that dude. There's one thing about getting drunk, but, you know, hold your liquor, buddy. Hold your liquor. Uh, he's having you know? fun. He's got to do. It's tough when you win that many championships to make a memorable act. Yeah, and that's even worse. If this is his first one, this is his third. Act like you've been there before. I, I think, mean, you've had two others. You don't need to be falling over drunk. I, mean, I think they, getting drunk is how he enjoys it. Yeah, but they he were, deserves it. They had to hold him up. See, here's the thing. This reminds me of Tom Brady in Tampa. No, Brady was more sober than that. Uh, well, Tom, remember the security guards were yeah, holding no, Brady. No, it wasn't the Brady security guard. Throwing. It wasn't the security guard. It was the third string quarterback. Yes. Had to, had to carry Brady. Brady's throwing trophies across boats. I mean. Good accuracy by I'm Brady. I'm just saying. Brady throwing the trophy was better and was more sober than whatever Travis Kelsey just did. Yeah. Like, you're, see, it's weird. Now you're making me want to defend Travis Kelsey just because of your reaction to this entire thing. Just saying. If, if I find out, you know, next week that Swift decided to move on, I know why. I think that has nothing to do. Nothing whatsoever. By the way, Taylor Swift. That was pretty cool seeing uh, her partying with the Chiefs. They're playing her music. She was looking great at that Super Bowl. Was looking great at the post game. And uh, I think I said this from the start. I think this is a genuine, lovely relationship. And I hear I hear the wedding bells being played right now. Here comes the bride. I just hope Stu gets invited to that wedding. I really do. Here is uh, Travis and Jason Kelsey on the New Heights podcast on the 49ers receiving the ball in overtime. 
you win the coin toss, that's that's what you get. You get the opportunity to have the advantage, and they handed it right over to us. Not trying to harp, harp on the guy, but it was a huge like when they said we want to receive, and the ref looked at Fred and he said, "Are you sure?" <laughs> yeah. You hey, sure you want to receive? Here. And he said, yeah, I, was, yeah, I want to receive. I want the ball. I was, I was texting. Like, I, got, I jumped out of my seat and said, hey, hey, here we go. Here we go. Let's go, boys. Perfect. They want to receive. We get second possession. We know exactly what they want. Defense, hold them. Just hold them to three. I don't like just hold them to three. We're going to go down here and win this thing, baby. Freaking crazy. Really was. I was texting Nick in the before that even happened because we go over the same situation in playoff football possession. So here's the thing. Since this is all new, I'll just ask you this question. Because a lot of people reacting to this in the moment. I reacted in the moment. I had no problem with Shanahan taking the ball first. It feels like, though, that how this is going to work moving forward is going to be whoever gets the ball first. You score a touchdown. You have a decision to make. Do you kick the extra point or you go for two? Because in the back of your mind, the other team, if they score a touchdown, they're going to go for two. Now... You go for two with being the first team, you don't get it. The other team then just has to hit an extra point. But it does feel like how this is going to work moving forward, whether I thought it was right or wrong, and I didn't have a problem with Shanahan taking the ball first, that if the first team scores a touchdown, in all likelihood, they'll probably kick the extra point. And then the other team is going to go get the ball. You have to score a touchdown. And then they're going to go for two and try to end the game right there. Because on the flip side... Unless you have the 85 Bears defense, that third possession in all likelihood, as long as you have a decent kicker, you make a few first downs and then boom, you go kick a a game-winning field goal on that third possession. Here is uh, Jason and Travis Kelsey on uh, Travis's confrontation with Andy Reid in the first half. People are all over this, and I I mean, I get it. I can't. You cross the line. I think we can both agree on that. I can't get that fired up to the point where I'm bumping coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff. When he when he stumbled, I was just like, oh, my head. I, or even, like, I mean, even, I mean, let's be honest, the, the yelling in his face, too, is over the top. I think there's better ways to handle this retrospectively. Yeah. I immediately wish I took it back. Coach Reed actually came right up to me after that, and he just let him know, hey, man, I love your passion. I got cameras on me all over the place, man. He's letting you know not, not to be like that. Just fired me up even more to go out there and get it victory for him, man. Big Red, sorry if I uh, caught you with that cheap shot, baby. But damn, I love winning with you. You gotta have your head on a swivel, because next time he gets fired up at you, he's coming hot at you. You know that. Oh yeah, I deserve it. If he would have cold-cocked me in the face right there, I would have just ate it and just been like, yeah, let's f***ing go. You know why I love that audio? Because it's basically Big Brother Jason telling Little Brother Travis, yeah, you were in the wrong. Just own it. You were in the wrong, and he did own it eventually in that clip. If they would have lost, that would have been maybe the number one talked about storyline from the Super Bowl. But since they won, I think it gets forgotten about. And right, Samter asked me on Monday, you know, did you have a problem with it? And I'm like, no, I didn't have a problem with it because they ended up winning. So them winning makes this go away. But if they lost, there's no doubt about it. We may have led the show with that on Monday. Let's go to Brandon Marshall. This is on the I Am Athlete podcast. He is claiming that Taylor Swift got Kanye West ejected from Super Bowl 58. All right, let's hear this from Brandon Marshall. 
Kanye West pulls up to Vegas. Kanye West buys a ticket right in front of Taylor Swift's booth. So anytime they were going to be showing Taylor Swift, Kanye's face was going to be there. Yeah, he had a, a mask on with his logo on the mask, mm -hmm. right? Typical Kanye. Taylor Swift gets pissed off. She boom boom makes a call or two. Everybody's involved. He gets kicked out the stadium. Uh oh. This is hot. Kanye, this is Kanye, hot. Yeah, this is hot tea, hot tea, hot tea, oh. hot tea, hot tea. Okay. Got kicked out the stadium. He was trying to leverage her celebrity right. to because he's right. Like, they're not going to cut to him. So he's like, I'm going to strategically position myself. So every time they cut over here to her, so now you got to go back to the beef. You know, him cutting her off. Right, it's yeah. like you know, Beyonce should have won it, and then years after, and just that whole relationship. But that's what he tried to do. Brandon Marshall has a credibility problem. Because I don't believe a damn thing Brandon Marshall says. Remember a few years ago when he went on that fiery rant about NBA contracts not actually being guaranteed and he was just like so wrong? That's a problem. But you could survive from something like that. Now, I am biased because I love Channing Crowder. I don't like the way that he reportedly treated Channing Crowder when they were breaking up from their podcast. And for Channing not to like someone, that just tells me all I need to know about someone. But here's why this story never made any sense. You're telling me that, let's just play along with this, that Taylor Swift actually got Kanye West ejected from the Super Bowl. You're telling me with how much Kanye West talks that he wouldn't have talked about this and he wouldn't have put on a show as he was getting escorted out of the out of the stadium and there wouldn't have been any video of Kanye getting escorted out of the stadium? Like, come on. Remember when Dave Portnoy got dragged out by the NFL at the Super Bowl. That thing was viral in a second. It was like one of the more trending topics from that Super Bowl. So let's just say Kanye got kicked out of a Super Bowl. There would have been video of it somewhere. And I did read earlier this morning that TMZ talked to someone associated with Kanye and they were like, yeah, this story is just 100% untrue. So Brandon Marshall, once again, I don't believe anything that he says. And he has a credibility problem. Because you say these things and you have a platform, you have a big platform, and why should I believe anything you ever say when something like this happens? And I don't know who told you it, but clearly you didn't vet it. And I don't know if you're just saying things for clicks at this stage, but this did not happen. Here is uh, Zach Johnson. This is at the Waste Management, which I was at last year when the Super Bowl was in Phoenix, and then you had the Waste Management over that weekend, and that was some zoo. I'll never forget, I was with Perloff and Sully. And we were in one of these, I think it was a DraftKings tent. And Perloff and Sully is like, something's happening with these two people. There's going to be a fight. And you saw two college kids just get into a fight. Like, you you would have thought you were at, like, a UFC event or a college football tailgate. Not what you would think a golf event would be, but this is not your typical golf tournament. And Zach Johnson got annoyed with the fans who were rowdy at Waste Management and told them to shut up. So they told him to shut up, and I read something that the fan was heckling Zach Johnson about his uh, captaincy in regards to the Ryder Cup. Here is Billy Horschel. He uh, curses out a fan. All right. Bill, watch the shot. Get next year. Buddy, when he's over, shot, shut the hell up, man. Hey, 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 shot here. <laughs> so I'm all fine with the rowdy crowd, but when someone's trying to hit a golf ball, you do have to shut up. Like, there has to be a line somewhere. Now, I don't think you shouldn't have the waste management and have the the rowdiness of that crowd. I think it is good for golf, but I understand the golfer's frustration. Here's the problem, though. Like, 
I know that we have a lot of uncertainty about this merger financially with Liv and the World Tour and also the PGA. Maybe we're going to get some more clarity on that soon. But with a lot of the big-name golfers now associated with Liv Golf, it's not a great look, even though Zach Johnson and Billy Horschel may be right, with them going after fans when Liv Golf is perceived to be more of a raucous, fun crowd and the one raucous, fun crowd that they have at a golf event ends up now getting kind of told to shut up by the golfers. Like, there has to be that line, and you shouldn't be heckling a golfer while he's in his backswing, but there has to be a medium here somewhere. And clearly the golfers are getting annoyed, but the fans are going to have fun because that's what this event has turned out to be. All righty, that's a news brief. It is Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We'll wrap up the show on the other side. Update time first. Here's the act band, Rich Ackerman. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's time to answer Ask the Pros question of the day brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. And we have Jim in Los Angeles who says, Zach, what did you make about teams calling the Lakers about LeBron James right before the trade deadline? You could submit a question by tweeting at CBS Sports Radio or at Zach Galbys and the hashtag Ask the Pros. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts where your car care needs get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. So I was reading that ESPN report. And it was the Warriors were calling the Lakers about LeBron, which I understand why. And then I thought the funnier part uh, from that whole situation was the Sixers call to the Lakers. Where when Rob Palinka, and I don't know if this maybe should be the way, and maybe it was because who was calling. Like, when the Warriors call you, even though Bob Myers is no longer there, it's like, okay, this is the Golden State Warriors. They have been the team for the last several years, and maybe there's more respect. So maybe that was more of a cordial phone call. But it is funny to me when a team in another conference calls like the Sixers, where Daryl Morey is pretend is perceived to be like one of the brightest basketball minds. I think he's overrated as the sports executive. He has always annoyed me going back to when he was with the Rockets, and he practically celebrated losing by saying, oh yeah, we lost the series to the Warriors, but our record's not as bad against Golden State as everybody else that lost 
to the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs. At least we won a few games in each round. So that always annoyed me with Daryl Morey. But I find it funny when the Sixers called, Palinka's response was, well, is Joel Embiid available? Which I just think is like a classic, like, shut your mouth and get off the phone kind of move by Rob Palinka. So, Stu, let me just ask you this. I'm not surprised that the Warriors came calling. I suggested LeBron should have joined the Warriors years ago. Uh, I'm not surprised that the Sixers came calling. Heck, before LeBron picked the Lakers, I suggested that LeBron should have picked the 76ers. So I get why those teams are calling. But here's what I'll ask you. And I don't know what you would have got back from the Sixers or what you would have got back from the Golden State Warriors. I actually kind of think the Lakers should have been more open to those phone calls. And if the return is not as what you wanted, I would have been open to those phone calls because in all likelihood, LeBron is going to opt out at the end of the year and maybe he re-signs with you. But with the way that this team is constructed, I don't think there's anything that they could do in the next year or two that's really going to change the Lakers and make LeBron a champion again in La La Land. I would have too. I would have been open to trading him. The problem is I don't, know what the return would be and probably would have been light like if they're getting back two second round picks and contract fillers which are probably bad well, contracts you, you probably would have got back a first round pick i'm just going to go out okay. on a limb but if it's a first round pick from to the, the sixers, sixers it's going to be one of the last picks in the draft most likely or even the warriors who haven't been great this year yeah. like they get lebron with steph what is it going to turn out to be like what you would have got like maybe the back end of clay thompson probably. to make the salaries match or, yeah. or something like that so i don't fault the lakers for saying no but all I'll say is I wish they just – it seemed like they didn't even listen. They didn't even entertain it. They should have entertained it. Uh, but, yeah, unless the return is so overwhelming where you're like, okay, let's do this, it's probably not worth doing. Yeah, you're probably right think. on that. Now, the other part of this, too, I got to get to a totally different thing before we end. Steve Spagnolo has now – he inked a contract extension today. Spags is now a four-time champion as a defensive coordinator. He was the D.C. of the 07 Giants when they defeated, at the time, the undefeated Patriots, which made him 18-1. And then he's been the D.C. for the last three championships that the Kansas City Chiefs have won. And this is nothing against Mahomes. This is nothing against Kelsey. This is nothing against Andy Reid. Because whenever they win, regardless how they win, with what those guys have done in the annals of NFL history, they're going to be the most three-talked-about players in every Super Bowl. But this Super Bowl, to me is really defined by the defense of Kansas City. And I know there's no coordinator in the Hall of Fame. Like, you don't make the Hall of Fame for being a coordinator. And Spags, I know that the one of the guys that ran, run the Rams said no one would have succeeded with the situation that they were in. And Spags at least brought a good culture, so take that for what it's worth. But Spags didn't succeed with the Rams as a head coach. What I will say is, though, even if he never gets another opportunity to be a head coach, he should, but I don't think he will. Uh, where he is like 64, 65, also defensive minded. I know we've had some defensive minded guys become head coaches, but they're usually younger. Spag should be a Hall of Famer. And you could be a Hall of Famer, and you should be able to be a Hall of Famer as a coordinator. But when you have four championships, and your defense is great this year, and you have a defense that was a part of one of the great upsets of all time in sports, I don't see how you keep that guy out of the Hall of Fame. I hope Spags gets in the Hall of Fame one day. I doubt he will, just like I hope he gets a head coaching job once again one day, but signing a new extension, all the jobs already filled. He hasn't got a sniff uh, of an NFL head coaching job. I asked him this after the first Super Bowl he won in Kansas City. I asked him after the second Super Bowl, and we're hoping to talk to Spags 
potentially later in the week or next week, and I'm sure we'll ask about him again. He wants to be a head coach again. I know he wants to be a head coach again. But I think he's kind of at peace knowing he's in a good situation right now where if he never becomes a head coach again, we could all look at C. Spagnola and realize the impact that he's made on the game. All righty. That concludes the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Um, obviously, we were not expecting to talk about a shooting today at the Kansas City Chiefs Championship Parade. 10 to 15 people have been injured. Uh, ABC News was able to confirm that there was one death. You go from this being what was supposed to be a joyous, fun day to this just being a somber day where it leaves us asking many questions and it's just totally um, a terrible day and something that you're never going to be able to wrap your head around. So to everyone that's in a hospital right now, I only hope that your stay in the hospital is quick and you're able to return home in, in a very short amount of time and you're able to walk away with no major injuries and obviously to the one family that lost a loved one today, I can't even imagine what they're going through. And we only send our condolences uh, to that family. And we thank the first responders. We thank the police. We thank everyone that's dealing on the medical side of this and also the hero that tackled the person who we thought uh, was the shooter. Because that is a real act of being a hero. And that is just heroism to its, to its definition. That concludes the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Big thanks to each and every one of you. Stu. Moist Mike as well. We'll be back tomorrow on a Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Be safe. Thank you for tuning in. We out. Bye-bye. Peace. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.